This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you House of the Dragon and MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna. You might wear one of your mother's dresses. Krupnik. And I'm Brian, prison pen pal Plofsky. And we're so happy you got to see even more Shang-Chi tie-ins to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are headed to King's Landing and then busting out of high security prison to give our thoughts on the series premiere of House of the Dragon on HBO. And then we are diving into episode two of She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed to check out all of our past episodes, including our latest coverage of the premiere of She-Hulk. And coming soon, we'll be chatting Rings of Power Andor, and so much more. Uh, you may be thinking, how can you keep up? Well, be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start, as we start all of our episodes by saying start wrong, this <laughs> is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling Game of Thrones, She-Hulk, possibly the Incredible Hulk, Shang-Chi, and of course, House of the Dragon. So this is your spoiler alert alert. It is time to enter Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification. Hold on. This week, we are headed into the Game of Thrones and the MCU sector of the Nerdverse. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with MCU. Uh, you're an eight and I'm a nine. Yes. That's our passports. We've done that previously, but we've never done Game of Thrones passports before. No, I we I thought maybe we did for the trailer, but yeah, no, we haven't. Well, we did. So. Well, we didn't write it down. No, we sure didn't. We sure yeah. didn't because it's blank on our outline. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I have this beautiful, um, not rough around the edges, very crispy and um, shiny passport <laughs> that yeah. probably has, um, wait, and I think, oh yeah, I'm going to do um, milks of poppy. Um, I'm going to okay. give myself two milk of the poppies, milks of the poppy uh, for this. I mean, it's kind of like you've read the books and you're just, you have a ton. You haven't read the books, but you've seen the show. And you have mid-range, and then you've seen the show. Or maybe that's the same thing. Point is, I've seen the shows. I've seen all of Game of Thrones and rewatched mm, a couple seasons. But I am by no means an expert. I repeat, by no means an expert. Yeah, I think I'm at the same level as you. I have never read the books. I have only watched every season once. I retained as much as I could. I really enjoyed it. I read a lot of other stuff, but like... I am no person that you should talk to about the history of Westeros and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm a I'm a two or a three. All um, right. Well, I, let's give you a two and me a three, only because I've rewatched some. Okay, that's fair. No, I think that's totally cool. 
Um, you know, famous last words. Like you'll probably it. It really comes down to who retains more because I could watch something five right. times and not right, attention. right. Um, but we'll just say that, and then when I get something brutally wrong, then we will remove one of my stamps and put me in. Paper. Sure. Okay. Okay. Put me into the red cape. Um. So okay, so we're gonna do things a little differently. First, let's talk about House of the Dragon because it came first sure. this week. Um, yeah. we wanted to discuss right away. Uh, but I was on vacation, and so I just simply could not find the time. But we're totally here now, fine. and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about this probably week to week, um, along with She Hulk. It's really interesting because you know there's just a whole lot of um, I don't know. I was gonna say something funny about the fact that they just like changed the lore in House of the Dragon, and then they also are are rekindling the lore from a different property owned by universal in she hulk but i just couldn't sure. draw the parallel sure. um anyway so brian what are your thoughts on house of the dragon first of all who'd you watch it with when did you watch it what was your experience uh, we watched it sunday night jamie and i watched it sunday night um just turned it on and watched it yep. um what are, you, what are you thinking i had a great time during my hour mm-hmm <laughs> Doesn't I'm gonna curse everyone. Okay. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Why? Wait, because it's a prequel? Because Bran still fucking becomes spoiler alerts. Bran still becomes the I was gonna say principal. Bran still becomes the king. The Targaryens still are the sh- get the shit end of the stick. This nothing happens with the Starks. Li- except for Bran, obviously. It doesn't matter. Season eight is so poorly executed that it undercuts my my care about anything that happens because no matter what happens to the Targaryens and how they fall and how the Baratheons come into power and all of that doesn't matter because they couldn't land the plane in season eight. I do not care about where this world ends up or goes or how they expand this world of Westeros because the main plot line, their Skywalker saga, their Return of the Jedi, they couldn't land the plane. If Return of the Jedi was awful, I know people don't really love Return of the Jedi, some people. I mean, but if they couldn't land that plane of Star Wars, why would we care about if, – if they couldn't end the, 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 the arc of Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi, why would I care how he grows up? Because I don't care. I know it ends and it's bad. I feel the same way with this. So are you saying you don't that they didn't land the plane like like the story was bad or like the people that are working on these shows, though it is different people and some same people? Who are you speaking to in in particular? I'm speaking about the thematic elements and the plot dynamics of season eight. So that's Benioff and Weiss's issue. Yes. Um, I think that it is season eight just totally is so bad and completely undercuts and does just doesn't follow through with arcs of these characters in a way that like um that 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 boosts the all, all, everything that these characters have gone through for all these there are some great moments like Sansa and Arya and Baelish and stuff like that mm-hmm. but the fact that they bring up the white walkers and this secretness it's like i already know how this ends and it's not good like it's not well, enjoyable like and why it's should i what do you mean? And it's different. They, they they said the prophecy. The prophecies. It turns out in a different way. Like it doesn't even go that way, or the dream, or whatever it is. So this sure. is like really upending how how readers are looking at all of this, and even a show 
on HBO and they're making a prequel about it is different. So I just I mean, we also know what happens to these characters because they mention it in Game of Thrones. Um, But like, which is fine. (laughs) I'm not worried about that stuff because as long as they're engaging. However, this is uh, it's too basic. Mm. It's mm-hmm. basic it's basic palace intrigue, which I've seen a million times. The Game of Thrones pilot and Game of Thrones in general is so layered and intricate and interesting. And all these characters, no one's no one's black and white. Everyone is gray in Game of Thrones. No yeah. matter what. Even Ned Stark, with you know, we believe in the opening episodes that he has a bastard son. He's he's not faithful to his wife. His wife still hates him and all that. Like, you know, like like loves him but hates him and all that. To me, this ep- again, I'm only talking about the pilot. Mm-hmm. To me, this episode paints these characters not great at all. They're not to me, they're not interesting yet. Um, I, I thought that it was gore for gore's sake. Again, that's fine. It's what Game of Thrones does. But like my my biggest problem is that I I wish I cared more. I do not because of how season eight ended and it's, and I have PTSD and I have baggage from that. I know these are new showrunners. Um, but like, I, I, why, why would I care if I know that like the thematically, if I knew that thematically the Targaryens, like even half a Targaryen with Jon Snow became King or like if her descent into madness was more believable and like, like actually massaged in, if she became queen, if like, I, I, Brand becoming king was seen all this before, like and and Brand's powers and the Red Raven weren't even explained like at all. Like I, 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 I really want to care. I do. I'm going to watch this every week, and I'm going to have a great time during that hour. I love dragons. I love these big like scenes. It's a wonderful time. But season eight to me undercuts everything that they can do. That's a prequel. The only thing that will make Game of Thrones better for me is if they do some sort of a sequel series that somehow fixes the um, the finale of Game of Thrones, like the a last retcon season. or just massages it in a way. I, I don't know, but honestly, like. I really, I love this stuff. Game of Thrones seasons one through like five and a half, six, excuse me, one through six, yeah. six and a half is a top five greatest television show experiences I've ever had. That yeah. season eight, seven and a half, eight is just, it's just a kick to the face of people who invested time into these characters, into these character arcs, into the thematic elements. And and unless this show has to be like Better Call Saul level good for mm. me to care about anything. Well, I think you're right in I agree with okay, first of all, I I really liked it. But I do think that as a as two non-book readers, there is a big possibility that mm-hmm. our excitement level can only go so far because again, we're just working off of tell me a new story. Mm-hmm. That, but where we see how it ended and the ending was bad. I think maybe a lot of the excitement I'm seeing for people for this show that are that are like I've been bur- I was burned by a Game of Thrones show, but I'm excited to return and see if they can make it better. Are I'm I've experienced mo- more of the book readers, and I think that there is just really rich text to explore, and they're just like this is finished stuff, and he's George R. R. Martin's. way more involved in this and it's it could be really exciting to see as anyone who's read any book when you gets when it gets put to a visual medium it's like really exciting so i'm with you for some reason it didn't bother me to know how 
because yeah to me it's sort of like star wars where we know how it's gonna go but even if i don't like how it went i'm still like oh we cool seeds planted now the thing is this takes place so long ago that i'm like okay there can't be like too many seeds planted which is why this like these like passing down of the nuclear codes to Mm -hmm. Renera in the crypt was like, Oh, okay. So this is new. Right. And then sure enough, after a lot of research, I realized, yes, this was like very, very strange and new. Um, I just, yeah, I I don't, I don't mind. I I like the treasure hunt of it. And I, and I think what really is going to make the show work is the actors making something that could be very silly, Mm -hmm. like really pay off. I, sure. I can tell, though, along with what you were saying, I can tell that these scenes seem very, um, I don't want to say tight, but they're not taking, it's like they're taking no risks, but everything is like tight and good because sure. they feel like they're on, they know they're under this massive microscope because of what happened with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. But without the risk, it's like that's why Game of Thrones was exciting to me because there were risks. There were interesting characters and this like it's it like the king has a it has no spine. OK, fine. The 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 brother of the king is a bad boy. OK, fine. <laughs> the hand of the king is, uh, you know, like, you know, re-siphons. An incredible. Can we just unpack re-siphons though for a second? Yeah, isn't he's amazing. he transformative when he just talks normal? Well, not yeah. normal. When he talks in a way that isn't his normal. Totally. Accent. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, wait, this is just I don't know. It's like he's got they gave him more hair or maybe he has more hair. He doesn't have his Welsh like it's just wow. I just yeah. was impressed. I don't think I've ever seen him because we saw him live too. He just we did. isn't Don like Juan this. and Soho. Don Juan and Soho at the Dunmore Warehouse. Yes. Um, it just isn't the same. It, it was wild. But anyway, go on. So uh, yes, yeah. the hand is a yeah, is a pesky, you know, yeah, you know. I already yeah. know what's gonna. Ha- I do not know the storyline. I can already guess what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, you know, like you know what I mean. Like I feel like well, in Game of Thrones again. Maybe they'll throw a curveball, but like I, 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 one, I already know the actresses that are coming. So yeah. I know that there's like uh, spoiler alerts for anyone who doesn't want to know anything about this I mean, season. It's in the trailer. I, right. I but you just yeah. never know. Okay. But like, this on the web. oh, thanks. Siri. Uh, so Siri, <laughs> let me know that time is a flat circle from uh, True Detective. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I actually look forward more to when these characters are older. Um, yeah. and, uh, things are, are more intriguing potentially and, and less creepy if they get really, um, incestual, which yeah. they definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, I'm just, uh, I'm going to watch it every weekend. I'm going to enjoy my time during that hour, but I, I have a feeling and I did not expect this. This was a very, un- I have no expectations. I wasn't excited for this series. Like I wasn't like, you knew Game of Thrones. Yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. I'll watch it. But I did not expect to be genuinely like I feel this aversion to the fact that like it doesn't matter what happens now. I, I just hope they tell a good story because overall it doesn't matter because I know that this shit ends poorly and, and it, and it doesn't narratively or thematically match with what things were, were presented during seasons one through like six and a half, seven. That's so interesting. I, yeah, I just, I didn't have that reaction at all. It was more like, I just want, I, I, I guess, I guess the, we are alike in the fact that we just want really good storytelling and we don't want to be bored for an hour every week. Yeah, but sure. it was more 
it's more that I just, I, yeah, it didn't really like hang me up that I know what is to come. I think, you know, the I'm also curious sort of what's just like parts of the pilot of the, the, the nature of the pilot. I mean, we got so much, I, I thought it was obviously very smart to bring in the Song of Ice and Fire, like, you know, overtures sort of going in throughout, woven through sure. the sort of soundscape of the episode, you know, oh, yeah. it really does bring you back. And of course they showed us various places in Westeros to like put us back in the play or well, yeah, King's Landing to put us back in the place. Um, I thought there were, I read in some interviews that all of the actors who were cast read scripts from various characters that they're sort of similarly comped character is in Game of Thrones. Like Rhaenyra's, um, I mean, Rhaenyra, she read Danny lines. Uh, I think she might've also read some Arya lines. Uh, various people read various lines that you're like, okay, so that's sort of their comp. And I thought it was very obvious at times when they, when the camera pulls back and you see this just white haired girl with a dragon, like they want you to think when she's yeah. in, like, they're oh, all in green leathers that it's Danny. They want you, I, I felt like the Allison character was, they were sort of trying to draw you a parallel to um, Sansa and her like reddy hair and blue dress and stuff. So sure. Yeah, and those things are very obvious. I mean, they're not like trying to like, hoo-hoo, only the, the only smart people have caught onto this. It's very obvious. But mm-hmm. I'll just be curious, like, is this just to kind of get us for nostalgia or make us miss Game of Thrones in a weird way? Because we all thought it ended badly. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I the, the gore, obviously, the hardest part to watch, of course, was the joust interspersed with this horrible cesarean section. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about that. I mean, it's just, huh, it was, yeah, it was really hard to watch. And I, of course, I have not experienced childbirth. Um, so I, I, I gather it was painful for a wide, you know, group of the audience to watch it also, but it also was in a storytelling sense, uh, compelling to me, um, horrible and just, yeah, it just, it was awful. I mean, you, in the prologue, which I kind of enjoyed actually, um, they have her, they have her, um, Emma is pregnant. And so if you look at the timing, clearly that pregnancy doesn't come to term because that's one of the ones she's referring to. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, Matt Smith to me is the best part so far. Uh, that and seeing all the different kinds of dragons. Sure. But, you know. I, I like Matt Smith. I think he's fine. I had I didn't see anything in this that made me be like, I'm really happy they cast him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, me, yeah. Except it's, for it's the fair. name and, like, the fact that he was Doctor Who and the bad guy in Morbius. Like, I have no. And Prince Philip. Yeah, and Prince, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, or I just have no. I don't think he brings anything special to it right now. I hope that. But I don't know if that's him or the writing or whatnot but to me and i love patty constantine i love a lot of these actors um and i'm excited to see what they do with these roles but i i I just wasn't i had a great time watching it It was and i and i i was very engaged Mm -hmm. um but i was never i you know that scene where they brought up like the secret and the prophecy and all that that's what set me off without when they like called it yeah i was like you know what i don't want to I, I like that it's 200 years, 172 years beforehand, 
Because, yeah. like, I love that we're not going to get these, like, Star Wars-esque cameos. We're telling yes. our own isolated story with characters where we know kind of know how they end anyway. But, like, yeah, that really bothered me because of yeah. how badly it ends. Like, I don't care. Why do I care about what that did these people do if I know how the Targaryens, like, don't ever, like, get to, like, like redeem their, their blood? I mean, I just, that's interesting because I really want to see their complete and total downfall that we've only heard about. Sure. That to me looks really fascinating and like seeing that dragon pit and how they must have kept it around as like a symbol later. It's just, I mean, and now it's like very prosperous and looks nice. And they have like, you know, dragon saddles and tamers and poor Danny, like how to just like figure that shit out on our own. Um, it's just a totally different culture. And I think the dragon element, I don't know, is really cool. Sure. But, um, so I'm more, I'm more up on it than you are, I think, but I, I agree with you that it's definitely, um, it's not as exciting as getting to see something, hmm, as getting to see something that you read in a book or yeah. And there's something about the star Wars prequels that feels different. Is it because we like what happens in star Wars more or is it because my Vader transformation is like, so interesting listen the prequels are not good movies they're not they're not well written they're not well acted except for a handful of people like it is what it is but they're enjoyable because the downfall and the the rise and downfall of darth vader in the original trilogy is interesting and fascinating yeah and, and if 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 star wars couldn't land the plane in return of the jedi which some people believe but like whatever um if Star Wars couldn't land the plane, the prequels would be less. I was also 13 years old, so it was not fair. But, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's the example I give in terms of, like, why would I care about a prequel? There are very few prequels that make the sequels better unless the sequel was already good. Or unless you're Dave Filoni. Yeah, I think Yeah, but that's a Band-Aid to something yeah. that was already created. Well, that's what I—that's what I'd love to see happen somehow. As you're talking about with Game of Thrones, a sequel in some way that, which I guess they're talking about this Jon Snow. I don't know if this is real, but like I don't see how one story like that could make this smoother. But yeah, I mean, mm, I feel this way about Obi Wan, where it's like I know how far they can go with Obi Wan's character. Mm-hmm. So how much can I enjoy his show? Of course, we want to see his interactions, but if we think we know everything we've seen. What's the point? But I still love that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. Let me ask you this. Do you hate more season eight of Game of Thrones or um, the what's the freaking last Star Wars movie that I'm always blanking on this? This Oh, Rise of Skywalker. Which do you hate more? Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Okay. Even though you're so invested in Star Wars. Yeah, because you can you can still enjoy the first six movies without having to wonder what happened after Return of the Jedi. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you can. And, That's true. Uh, and, and the thing is that Game of Thrones was so... It's not like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I mean, I actually... I like them. But they're I like not Last like... Jedi, Game of Thrones isn't... It, but also, those movies are a two-hour experience. You're done. You're investing years every Sunday, like, re-watching, binging, whatever it is, into these things, buying this stuff. Some people name their kids Daenerys and stuff like that. Like, and then, and then they just, they just, like... I, I, you feel betrayed like you feel betrayed by the storytelling and stories are yeah. so powerful and and we, we we become so engaged in and in, in these characters and we associate things with them and memories and stuff like that 
they couldn't land the plane. In I mean, and Game of Thrones would have been in a top three television shows of all time. Some people probably still consider it that, but like, yeah, I can only speak for myself. And that, it just that last season so far undercuts everything that it it just it to me it just like really no good. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's hard too because. If the book didn't finish, you know, he didn't finish them yet. So sure, but you're, that you're t- kind of like it's so obvious that the downfall is when they started to just take creative control. Yeah, that just shows me that Benioff and Weiss were better editors and they were storytellers. Yeah, my like, sister. Sorry, go on. Yeah, like it was that, that last season, it was just like they've never. It's like they've never written a story before. Like, like, and I'm not saying it needs to be predictable. There are a million things that you could do that are not predictable that would absolutely still feed the narrative of everything happening. Um, but like, I mean, just like nothing about that. There, there are there are finales that nothing about that last season, except maybe there were a handful of things, was satisfying about that last season specifically like the last couple of episodes, like this, the last two episodes, I would even say, cause like yeah. the whole scene where like Brienne of Tarth gets knighted, like that whole sequence before that battle is awesome. But also like, uh, I thought Arya killing the Night King is super cool. That had no thematic significance. Cersei is still on her list. You spend right. two to three seasons of her becoming an assassin where Cersei is still the only name on her list and you don't get that payoff. 100 percent like that's like that's that's not like subverting expectations that's poor writing i know it 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 really it's oh god i'm like having flashes of all this it reminds me my sister showed me a a youtube video of like the way they should have re-edited the the final season you there's 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 one big version of this and that's like i think very popular but they used what they made but just put it in just a different order almost and mm-hmm. it's already so much better the fa- as you're talking about the final three episodes i mean the fact that you the white walker thing to me was the most highest stakes the most interesting the fact that you finish that off in what is it like episode there's like four episodes left after that what why that's like playwriting 101 is like put the climax then the falling action i mean it's like and like uh, even if yeah. they even if they did where it was it just wasn't satisfying enough at all no it wasn't it wasn't and we we are drawing the correct the correct uh comparisons here because if you'll remember which came first and i actually don't remember this because of when the movies were released the aria dagger drop catch or the ray saber drop catch lightsaber drop catch uh, in the throne room or the whatever room of uh snoke um game of thrones was 2019 so that happened so ray happened before that so when this ha- and i don't remember this because i wasn't that high on the star wars movies when the aria thing happened was everyone like oh yeah we saw that in star wars do you remember no i don't think people were were, were that way oh I feel like I remember feeling something, but I just couldn't remember for which of which. But I also don't think I saw that movie, the Star Wars movie in theaters that year. Sure. No, I don't think that was the case because Game of Thrones season eight was 2019. And uh, you're talking about The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi, I think, was 2017. It was 2017. Okay, so that came first. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, 
We'll see. Uh, I'm curious when they get out of the pilot zone. Yeah. Let, like what happens. And then when they introduce some of the other actors, I'll be curious to see where it goes. And then we'll also like get past some of the, you know, just like, just like Game of Thrones, those early seasons are incredible, but they also have a ton more gratuitous sex and yes. um, violence. And I am no prude, but like, right. you know, they're not trying to reel us in in the same way after a few couple of episodes. Sure, so sure. we'll see. Um, all right. Switching gears, about a bajillion years and 4,000 galaxies closer to us. <laughs> and a different multiverse far close away. Um, She-Hulk. Oh, that echoed in my ears. Episode two. Superhuman law. Uh, what do you thought? What do you think? What do you th- what do you think? What are your thoughts, Ryan? Um, I, I love that these are like 30 minutes. I, I'm right. having a really fun time watching them. Um, I have some comments about this episode, but like what a what a delightful time I'm having watching this show. Yeah, it's so short, which is really, really nice. Not that I don't want as much content as I can possibly inject into my veins, but it really is nice with the Marvel shows to not have this be an enormous sit down. Um, there's just other things that are, that are sit down worthy and I don't need this to be sit down worthy. Sure. It's not a long one. Um, so yeah. So what did you feel? Um, what are your big headlines takeaways from this episode? I know sure. that there are some interesting tie-ins. Uh, my biggest headline is now I'm still confused about how Shang-Chi ties in. <laughs> Or, like, where in the timeline this happens. So, I think it's simultaneous. Oh, you mean in in relation to everything else or each other? So, here's the thing. If last week, I know we're starting out the wrong thing, but last week we said that his Hulk inhibitor was on his wrist at the end of Shang-Chi, which matches up with the beginning or pre-She-Hulk. However... Emil Blonsky escaping from prison to fight in that fight scene is in the middle of Shang-Chi, but happens after this. And we already know Hulk at this point is off world unless he's communicating as non Hulk off world with his thing. That timeline does not work out. And, it, and I, 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 and I'm ruined by it. Does it work if he get, makes himself a new inhibitor chip? Yes, it does. And we don't see where he is. So realistically, he could create a new inhibitor, a new inhibitor chip, um, put it on his his wrist and then like just be Bruce Banner wherever he is or Mm -hmm. maybe after whatever he's doing. You know, like there's still the opportunity for like him to do whatever he's doing in space and we'll get to that and then come back and not be Hulk and have an inhibitor chip on his arm and like that all this happens after that. But real but as of right now, there's a possibility of that. As of right now, this happening just like totally threw my timeline in a tizzy. It definitely threw the timeline in a tizzy. I mean, my main thing was when I saw the breaking news that he had escaped, then I was like, oh, this is simultaneous. It I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me the fact that he is in the stinger wearing a new inhibitor chip. It didn't make, but then now that you're, yeah, the fact that he's off world, I'm like, wait, what? Um, I, I, and we still don't know is when, when with Spider-Man no way home, does all of this happen? Is this before Spider-Man no way home or after? Not that it matters. It probably doesn't, no. but I just, it hundred percent matters. Right. It's important to know if the multiverse has cracked open yet or if 
it hasn't. But I think this is interesting now that we know side by side, guys, this is happening with She-Hulk. Right, uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi happening yeah. with She-Hulk. So that's very interesting. And maybe we'll get more answers once we see Wong and stuff like that. Like, if if this if this is happening, if this is happening along with Shang Chi, we know that Shang Chi happens in like June or July because that's when the forest opens up. I forget what the date they say oh, in yeah. that. And yeah. then that winter would be Hawkeye and um, uh, Spider Man. Yes. Interesting, right? Because that's Christmas, or Rockefeller. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so this episode pretty much sums up as they, she gets fired, then she gets hired to be a superhero lawyer, and then she's given the abomination to represent conflict of interest. I don't, she, she decides she doesn't care, and she's going to represent him, but he just escaped prison, and also promised he really doesn't turn into abomination anymore, but probably to escape prison he had to escape. He had to turn into a, the abomination. Well, no, he escaped prison by Wong getting him out. Right, but doesn't Wong put him back in? Yeah, when he comes back, we just haven't gotten there yet. Oh, right. So we're presumably going to talk to him more when he's just gotten back. Yeah, from probably. The Red Daggers. Okay, yeah. Um, fair enough. So I have to tell you, I don't think the CGI looks very good in this one. No, the CGI was a downgrade from the first episode. No question. And it's a little distracting. I, I typically yeah. do not care. It, I, I adjust very easily, and I have very low expectations, even though I like Star Wars and Marvel. I somehow don't really care about CGI, but it was just, in the scenes with other people, it was very distracting this, yeah. this time around. Um, if I'm going to just go gripes right off the bat, one mm-hmm. of my biggest gripes from this is, this is supposed to be like a half-hour sitcom feel, um, or like, a you know, it's not funny. No, not yet. Um, I don't know if it's long enough. If they're, they have to do too much work for them to have so many jokes. It's like there's – I don't necessarily fault the storytelling because I want there to be storytelling. But it's not like Seinfeld where just they can talk about nothing. Well, literally. yeah, but also these are not being written as a three-act story. So like it's not like something happens at the beginning, you know, the middle ties in with that and then the end like ties it all up. Mm, it's not written called. as a sitcom. It's pretend – it's a it's – a, you know, it's a nine episode, you know, like long movie or whatever you want to call it that like is pre- parading itself as a sitcom, but it's not. Um, no. I did. La- I think that her her not being drunk as Hulk and then her when she coming back to like her metabolism changes when she's uh, when she's back as a person. Yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, I thought she, she has good physical comedy. She is funny. Yeah, yeah, she has good delivery and whatnot. But like the, there's no like jokes per se. The only real joke in this was uh by uh your boy josh segura pug yes his poop map yeah that yeah. was funny but like yeah that was funny i also liked the guy at the interview at the beginning who was like pretty decent <laughs> mm. whatever he said that was funny um yeah it's not um it's not blowing me away yet i don't think that ginger um uh I'm forgetting her last name. The actress who plays her friend, her paralegal and friend, mm-hmm. Nikki. Um, I don't think that her timing is as good as Tatiana Maslany's. Yeah, it also could be an editing thing. She's like half in scenes. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll be curious to see how that goes. I mean, it's just it's hard to compare it to Smart Hulk because, again, they've had so much more time with right. that character and his CGI. They just haven't had enough time to to render uh jen walters but 
we'll see. Um, I do not understand this spaceship. What is going on? What is I, it's, it's the Karian. They picked him up or something. Uh, to me, that's a teaser for like a World War Hulk uh, type of thing or something like that. But when? Why? I mean, why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing. If we're doing World War Hulk and this is not a movie that's going to come out until like phase five, like phase we, seven, I mean, it would be announced. It would you know, be. Or maybe it's a TV show we don't know about that they filmed oh secretly. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things, but like, well, or maybe, maybe that ties into an a, eternal sequel or maybe he's in Guardians of the Galaxy volume three for all we that's know. That's what I was thinking. Something like, like that. There are pieces there, but. Are you thinking that the Sakarian ship that that ran into them or distracted them off the road? Do you think that it was it was sent for him and then he they came maybe it came back and was yeah, like that's no my no guess. we really do want you to yeah okay yeah that's my guess interesting um, um, while we're on it some other fun things um, yes. when Jen was on the internet looking at like the ten offbeat jobs for a fresh start like that listicle uh-huh. if you look at the side. Some of the articles that you can click on are uh, related articles are man with metal claws in bar brawl. Shut the front door. Yeah. Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl. Below that is why there is a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean. Um, Another one was scientists discover and it's cut off. Also um, an ad for Iron Man 3's sneakers. Um, my gosh also at the top like you know there are there are like tabs at the top for you to search different things on the website it also it's fun movies find ant-man cars north's mythology avengers insanity and then it gets cut off as well wow i mean i don't want to just be looking in the pause pausing for these tiny easter eggs to give me like sustenance to keep going. No, but yeah, I, I get that. Also, that's, incri- that's really exciting though. Also, it helps that these are only like 22 minute episodes when it really comes sure. down to it. Cause then I have the time, like when it would usually fill with like watching the other half of the episode, I can go back and be like, okay, I'm going to pause this scene or whatnot yeah. and see what's in there. So let's talk about how, let's talk about the incredible Hulk of it all. Um, yeah. So not only, not only, <laughs> Not only, I mean, there, I got a big old groan. I, you, I didn't laugh out loud, but I was like, huh. Oh, um, when he says, I'm a completely different person, literally, I I, yes. I, 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 I smiled. Yeah, I was like, that's good, guys. That's good. Um, just acknowledging the events of Incredible Hulk when that wasn't him is just very, just great yeah. stuff. Which is hilarious because, like, in the Legends, like, Hulk re- re- catch up, like, they don't mention it all because they can't because they no, can't show any of the footage, legally, which is very cannot. funny. It's so funny. Um, so Emil Blonsky, our good friend, the abomination. Um, do, do we, rem- is this, did I forget this, that he was just this, like, I want to do the right thing. Beam me up, Scotty. Like, give me the super soldier serum. Like that wasn't it. He wanted like to be cool and powerful and like, and win. Yes. Right? However, he's it's interesting because he's not totally wrong, but he was obviously a more aggressive individual. Like he wanted the super soldier serum. I'd have to rewatch the Incredible Hulk again. Um, but like he was under orders technically from General Ross. So like I think there is a case there 
whether or not like you know we believe it or whatnot but uh i mean he's an aggressive like not great individual in that movie um yeah, yeah he is he is instructed by general ross to like take him down Right. Um, and, you know, there we will be talking about Thunderbolt at some point. So this character is not gone from our radar, though he's no longer with us. It's just, um, yeah, it was kind of kind of just like, wait, was it so virtuous? I don't remember that part. But, um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, oh, also, be- before yeah. I forget, the attorney at law changing to attorney for hire was really funny. That was funny. Yeah. Yes. Again, there's a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that was quite good. I thought, along the lines of the CGI, I also noticed this episode, they skipped about three transformations. They're just not going to show it to us. Like, she, mm. did, while they gave them to us, you know, through the eye and the pupils and the hair, whatever, in the last episode, like, she's just Jen Walters, and then the next shot she's turned into. Sure. She-Hulk. Um, I'm still confused a little bit as to the geography, because as we talked about last week, the... California versus New York. The reason I'm tied to New York is because I had Spider-Man in mind and I had Daredevil in mind, but she's still, even in the new job, she's still, she's still California, right? Yeah. She's, it seems like she's still in LA. That doesn't mean that her work won't have her going to New York. Right. Okay. So I, I kind of want her to be based in New York. Cause I just think that'll have way more opportunity to run in other people, but West coast Avengers, mm-hmm. young Avengers could be cool in the West on the West coast. So, um, and you know, Shang-Chi's out there. In uh, what, yeah. San Fran? I also, yeah. I also like that her clothes are a little bit too big um, when she's talking to Emil because, like, she's wearing bigger clothes to be She-Hulk. Yes. I have a lot of questions about how all this works. Yeah. Because, not again, big enough clothes, but. Yeah. Well, it doesn't rip, and she just, she gets, like, an entirely, she shrinks back down, and she's in a sweatshirt, and she, when she was bigger, she was in, like, a cami and a blazer. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Oh, um, I, I also yeah. like that she taught, she makes fun of the superheroes, which you saw in the trailer, um, like, about yes. what makes them a superhero, but also, I like that she talks about, like, do they make money? Do they have health insurance? When we know from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that is not the case at all. That they do not. In yeah. fact, it is a rough life. I agree with that. Um, my other kind of strange, uh, like not like I guess a nitpick. I'm so happy that the family is just on board and they know about Bruce, and so it's not that big of a deal. But the vibe at home was very odd to me. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah, I don't know if it was like they were spelling it like when he, the dad was like, "I just wanted to get away, get you away from everyone." It's like you don't have to tell us that. Um, that's pretty obvious. But I don't know. It was just sort of like. I was glad that we didn't need the catch up and like the parents being worried for her. It's just like, this is cool. So I think that outweighs my, this is weirdness, but um, I it was just a little that. funky. That's yeah. how I felt too. I, I thought it was a little weird, but like, I like that. Like they've already accepted that there's a Hulk in the family and like, this just happened. Like Bruce is fine. And now she's going to be fine. And also it shows like people's obsession with superheroes and stuff like that. So I definitely appreciated that. Um, I also appreciated her going into work the first day and like her being hired because she's an excellent lawyer, but her being hired because she's she Hulk. I liked the way that, that, you know, um, that was, you know, representative of like being a woman on the first day and power and stuff like that. I, I appreciated that. I did too. I'm part of me is like, I don't see why she has to be the she Hulk at all times when she's in there. Um, I think that that would a help the CGI and B 
you just get more expression from her when she so far until yeah. they improve this for movies and everything, which I'm sure they will. But so far her rendering is just, it doesn't offer, it offers quite a, a fair amount of expression from Tatiana Maslany, but not sure. enough that I really want to see. Cause she's just got great facials. So yeah, I, it, I just want to see her as herself more just because it's better storytelling in these little tiny episodes. Yeah. She's, she's also just so good in the scenes where she does not CG died up. And I like, I, I, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then we got introduced to a new character, Ched, which I guess I think he's like too out there and funny for this, him not to becoming a reoccurring person in the story. I just her don't cousin. see him letting, yeah, her cousin. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Sure. Um, any other closing thoughts on no, the other I just, episode I'm, of She Hulk? The after credit sequence was funny. Like, predictable, but funny. Um, uh, that stuff helps, the family weird scene. Yes. I'm like, okay, so this is cute. I mean, it, I don't want to necessarily see it in the middle of the episode, but that helped me not hate the middle more. Yeah, and, and I don't hate, I hate it. I, I, I definitely had a really fun time. It felt inconsequential, which is totally fine. Um, I'm ex- I, the, the only thing that got me mostly excited is the uh, the Hulk stuff. I'm wondering if the after credit sequence of the last episode will be something that uh, teases. I, w- I wonder what the after credit sequence of the last episode will be teasing this. Uh, where Hulk is, where She-Hulk's going to go, like some Daredevil stuff. Like, who knows? But I, I'm looking forward to that. Um um, but I, I, I dig this. Uh, I'm digging this so far. I'm having a good time. You know, I feel less pressure for this one because it is nine episodes and not the usual six. So I know we have more time with these characters. I'm That's excited true. to see kind of what happens. But honestly, on Thursdays during lunch, when I pop it on, like, what a, what a, what a 20 minute treat. Absolutely. And I, they haven't even really gotten to the villain of it all. So we, we have some ways to go. Totally. Um, hopefully that'll start oh, I love- next week. I love it. They call Titania uh, a, uh, a like a superhero influencer or whatever it is. Oh, I mean, we're waiting for them. Like we're, we're minutes away with Zoe and Ms. Marvel. Like we just need. Yeah, that, that's where we're, we were about to get there. It was just a matter of time. Well, nerds, do the Avengers offer healthcare? Regardless, we hope you had as much fun as we had. And we hope you'll join us next week for episode three of She-Hulk and more House of the Dragon. As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you all so much for listening and following along. Keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, I'm a completely different person now. Literally. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that, like, he already made up with Blonsky and, like, no hard feelings. Like, I liked that aspect of it. I did, too. I mean, it was <laughs> it was very swept under the rug. But you know what? It's fine because we're never going to get the Hulk movie. So, yeah, what this is the best we can do. It 100%. Really-
And I believe it. I believe that after all these years, when Emil, like, Ross is gone and, like, all these other people are gone and this, like, threat, the Hulk threat has been neutralized, like, Emil would move on. He'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, what do I do with this now? Yeah. What do I do with all this? Yeah. I'm hoping that whatever Hulk we get in the future, I like Professor Hulk, Smart Hulk. I like Smart Hulk. Um, uh, I-, I hope whatever we get from Hulk in the future is a, we get a little bit more, like, like wild hulk i missed that wild hulk hulked yeah. out like from oh like scary like ed norton hulk you mean yeah like i, I miss a little bit of that but i like i just feel like we don't you see miss, like we, the raw hulk yeah we haven't seen that in a long time in my opinion i know we got him in endgame i guess no a did little, we even get him in endgame um or was he smart hulk in endgame he was smart hulk in endgame but he snapped and whatnot you know what i mean but like we we barely got any Hulk in. Uh, we got a little bit of Hulk in Infinity War at the very beginning on the Asgardian ship, right? And then right, he, it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, so we'll see. 